Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone, and we are talking about Torchwood Season 2. This is uh, the episode Adam and Reset. So those are, um, what are we on to now? We're on uh, uh, episode 5 and 6, is that, or 6 and 7? Uh, boy, you put me on the spot. Five, five and yeah. six. This is five it and is six. five and six. Yeah, okay. Five and six. <laughs> so, so, all right. So Adam is a, number one. This must have been an interesting episode for you because the, the title is Adam and the character is Adam. Um, That's right. And, didn't uh, relate to him at all, though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and, he's uh, pretty, I should say, he's pretty opposite. Everything about this guy is pretty opposite of Adam's demeanor. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but basically... How would I put it? They they show up to work at Torchwood at the beginning of the episode, and there's a new guy there named Adam that everybody is acting like they've known forever. And yeah, and, yeah. I, oh, go ahead. See, yeah, I immediately clued into what was going on because there's a, a Rick and Morty episode that has a, a similar, uh, not quite the same, but a similar plot line. I'm like, oh, they're doing this plot, and I, I read a lot of Philip K. Dick too, so I was just like, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I like that, that whole, uh, whole take though. That was fun. And, 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 and basically he's an alien entity of some kind that exists by feeding off of people's memories. Like if he can, like he, he sort of, it was a little unclear the specifics of it to me. Basically he required, you know, them to be him. He was, uh, yeah. he was almost like, I don't know if he was meant to be like a gestalt of all of them or if he was his own thing and he just required their mental energy to be alive. Um, yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there were things that weren't very clear about the way it worked. I mean, he needed them to remember him to exist, but I wasn't sure he talked about being in the void before. And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know where he came from or how they first encountered him. Well, he's there connected was, with the uh, box, right? That box was definitely connected. To oh, okay. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe the uh, the box originally made them remember him. I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, – but I, yeah, I wasn't quite clear on that at the time. But it was funny because he's sort of like – number one, they deliberately made him kind of a douchebag. Like he just had that like – Yeah. Uh, you didn't like this guy from the very beginning. He, You know, the best that you could say about him is he's like whenever they – bring a new character into a show and they try to make him a little bit like cool and they try to use that coolness to get like tension between that character and like an older character that's been in the show longer. Do you know what I mean? Like he felt like yeah. that kind of a character. Um, and not only is he, he, he like a new thing in the episode that like, you just have to sort of accept he's part of the team now, but, uh, he changes all of the members of the team as well. Like Owen becomes a completely different person and Tosh is completely different. And Gwen forgets about Reese and there, you know, there's all kinds of consequences. Yanto has a terrible experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt bad for Yanto there. Definitely. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, I don't know. It was, it, this was a pretty good episode on the whole. I, I, uh, I my only my only issue with it came later in the episode when uh uh after after they've they've realized what's going on and 
And, uh, you know, most of them have taken their, they, they get rid of him basically by taking a, like a 48 hour amnesia pill, basically yeah. all roofing themselves so that, uh, they don't remember this guy anymore. But Jack goes down to talk to him one more time. And it's like, really, you know, why would you do that? Why would you let him in your head? <laughs> well, this episode was interesting because we got a lot of backstory with Jack. Um, yeah, oh, that's a, true. And we, we got a lot of glimpses of other characters' backstories too, and they're all trying to remember who they were so that they can anchor themselves before they. I think they're taking a retcon yeah. pill, right? Yeah. Um, I, it was interesting. The retcon pill scene. It was like a Eucharist. Like that felt like a religious <laughs> moment in the show where Jack is passing out the retcon pill, and it was. Yes. It was that was very, very, uh, very much like a communion, um, but. Uh, but we, we, we learn more about Jack and Gray, and Gray is his brother, and he was supposed to protect Gray when some kind of weird alien creature attacked the beach, I guess. and Not the beach, but the area where they lived, and uh, which had a beach. And, uh, his, you know, Jack runs off with his brother. He loses him somehow, and then when he returns, his dad is dead and his mother is there. And uh, and so, you know, we got a, a much better sense of 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 Jack's history, but also Owen apparently has some kind of mother issue going on, too, because, uh, yeah, he, he was talking about there's a line in there where he's quoting his mother and he says, I love you because you were my son, but that doesn't mean I have to like you. And, and, <laughs> and then he talks about like something nice that she did for him that was striking, but it was something like any mother would have. Uh, no, no. He th- actually, it was when, when she packed his bag for him to leave. That was what it was, actually. Oh, I oh think. okay. okay. I, I missed that was it. the yeah. night one. That's really nice thing she did. Pack the bags. There you go. I packed uh, your okay. bags. Yep. You can get out of the house now. <laughs> so he, so, so he's got, he's got all kinds of uh, problems, which, which explains. I thought that I thought that actually explained quite a bit about him. Um, that that worked. It was yeah. very yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of when you give characters backgrounds to explain their personality, but I thought I thought that worked very well. Well, well, here's why Owen needed it. He's a little bit inexplicable because he's normally a character who wouldn't be that much of a jerk. Like a guy that that is like yeah. Owen would. I don't know. In my experience, the thing that's hard about Owen to, to buy is that, you know, he, he wouldn't, he's so picky about women and he's so like, uh, uh, you know, he, I, I, I just, I just feel like he acts like somebody who's had tremendous success with love, but he doesn't look like somebody who's had tremendous success with love. If that makes sense. He doesn't yeah. look and act like a, yeah. like a, like a Lothario. Um, or he, he doesn't, he doesn't fit the mold of a typical Lothario, but he is one. And that helps explain to me why he would be that way. Um, like there's, there's something tremendously broken about him inside that is motivating a lot of this behavior. Um, and so I, I think, I think that that works, but, um, but also Tosh completely goes in the other direction. This episode. <laughs> and, and she ends up uh, the way that he sort of exploits her personality by by planting memories of him as her boyfriend and and then he's able to use that to strengthen his position within the within the group um and yeah yeah that was that was a very interesting development there because yeah i mean it is you know having having tosh as as one of the you know the inner click and owen as the the outsider and kind of the the tosh position really it was it was really interesting to see. I thought I thought playing with the dynamics on this worked. 
and uh, being dismissive. I mean, the fact that Owen, I, not not just the fact that Owen is kind of loose, the fact that Owen has the crush on Tosh really uh, really cements the reversal there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and it was that was a little bit difficult. Like I I almost didn't like that aspect of it where. I didn't like that he was changing everybody's personality. I felt the episode would have been stronger if they didn't use it to reconfigure. It was, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, no, I, was, I do know what you mean. I thought the same thing. Because yeah. it was like they were bringing in things. It was almost like they were. it was like different rules for a different kind of episode. Like that's what I would expect if he was going in and he was like changing time or something. But. I, I think like like I understand that there's an explanation. He's changing memories and he's therefore changing the person. But that gap isn't entirely clear the first time you watch it. And I feel like I don't know. It just it also just didn't work. Like I think it would have been more effective if Owen was still Owen and Tosh was still Tosh, but this guy was somehow there. And you know, and and then you would have been wondering the whole time. Oh, are they going to just keep him as a member of the team? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about the, uh, the the Owen change felt the weirdest because it's like, well, I mean, you know, I I can see. Okay, well, he changed his memories about his mother, I guess, so he didn't have this bitterness. But I mean, he would. I mean, I don't know. It felt like he would have had to change too much about Owen because yeah. Owen would still have all the memories of being kind of a jerk for years, wouldn't he? I mean, did he did he change every single memory about Owen in his entire life to make him that well, way? And, and if he did that, how did Owen find those memories before he took the retcon pill? Like, what was you know, like that? Yeah, you know, it's I don't know. It seemed a little bit, uh, a little it bit. Felt- I'm less concerned about the plausibility than I am about it. Just I didn't like that dynamic in this episode. It was too. It was. It was something that I don't think the episode needed. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the Tosh change. I mean, Tosh was significantly different, but I could see simply implanting the memory that she's had this strong relationship and this guy that loves her, and that gives her a huge confidence boost. I could buy that, but it just felt like Owen. Oh, the changes were so huge. It felt like he would have have to have spent days rearranging the yeah. memories in his brain to build this new history and persona. And I, I mean, and he'd just shown up. It's like, yeah. he didn't have time to engineer Owen that much. See, yeah. I mean, cause it made sense. Cause, I, Cause the other thing too, they made it clear with, uh, with, with, uh, Gwen that, you know, he accidentally erased Reese. Yeah. It was like, so it's not, it's not like it's a precision instrument. It's like you throw a memory in there and it, it wipes something else out. So he, he didn't have the precision to create this new Owen. I think I know what I didn't like about it with the Tosh and the Owen dynamic. It, I couldn't escape the fact that this was an actor and actress playing roles with that because, <laughs> because I was realizing the whole time, oh, he's doing a good job playing Owen as like a as a sheep. You know what I mean? Like like the, the actor yeah. and the actress do fine. They were doing a great job with it, but it was yeah. it was like I couldn't I couldn't ignore that they were just actors in a role as a result because they they changed the characters so much. That I just sort of shift like some. I just became very aware of that, um, but yeah. But I, but overall, I liked the episode. I, I enjoyed the episode. Oh it yeah, I, I it was a it was a very very enjoyable episode all the way through. I mean it uh it it uh no nah, I, I I I there was no point where I bored, which which is always my key argument when I'm watching a Torchwood episode. Was there any moment? where this this felt boring and I kind of knew where it was going and it, it totally passed that test. Uh, but, 
Yeah, and, and of course it called back, you know, to the gray thing from the first episode where his old buddy from the Time Patrol, uh, you know, little time agent guy mentions gray at the end. So that's finally gotten its, its you know, continuation. So we'll see where that all goes over the course of the season. I, I think they have been doing a good job of planting those seeds uh, over the course of the season this time. Um you know, I we'll, we'll we'll see if 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 you feel that it is uh is, uh, I mean, they don't have to do much to exceed the the ending of last season, right? Like that's a <laughs> last season was a pretty terrible finale. Yeah, yeah. They they just have to they just have yeah. to do a decent finale to top that. Yeah, you know what last season felt like? It felt like they went through the D and D monster manual and picked a creature at random and made that the bad guy at the end. That... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, just having a better monster and better special effect that felt that gelled with the series better. Like, yeah, I felt like basically the the people doing the special effects were also doing like a fantasy RPG yeah. computer game on the side. And they're like, uh, let's just use the assets we developed for this RPG and throw this 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 Demogorgon in here because that's uh yeah that that'll save us some work. But... You're not you're not gonna like the Tarask at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, but yeah, so I thought it was a good episode and uh. It was it was interesting, and like you said, it kind of gets to some of the roots. Like you've seen, if you've seen Star Trek, if you've seen, heck, if you've seen um, Red Dwarf, uh, you've probably seen a plot like this. And uh, and and you know, it's it's just kind of a uh, I don't know. I, I I like I like I like these kinds of alien species that that operate on really odd principles like this. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there was a there's a Rick and Morty episode, it's a similar concept, but it's like these these characters keep getting added again and again and again it's kind of it's kind of as if there were over the course of the episode you know about a hundred characters being added to the show people and every time a new character shows up everyone's like oh it's this guy again <laughs> what do you think would have happened if they had kept him in the show how would you have felt about that if like this was just a new character and that's how they introduced him that I I would have actually enjoyed that uh, I mean, if I wanted the character to be around. I mean, they deliberately make this guy someone you don't want yeah. to be around. But if it had, yeah, that that would have been that would have been pretty entertaining if they had actually added a new character in yeah. that way. I I almost think it was a missed opportunity. Like it might have been interesting if they had done that. It would because it, it it would be very unexpected to keep this sort of character in a show, but with a few tweaks he. I mean, even if they don't tweak him, even if they just kind of slowly change him over time after he becomes a team member, he could become, I mean, he, he certainly could become a, uh, if they, if they found some kind of equilibrium where he's not messing with their memories all the time, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it's the kind of thing you, you automatically, you know, in the sense, you know, being genre staff, you're like, this character will be gone by the end of yeah. the episode. And it's like, whatever, whatever a show reverses that it's always fascinating i mean i i I'm loathe to give any specifics so i won't but uh but but farscape has one of the best episodes where a problem arises and there's a character that enters and you're like okay this character will not be around at the end and then and they stick around and you're like whoa yeah i like it when shows introduce characters in the middle of the show 
and and I haven't seen Farscape, so I don't know the example you're talking about. But but when yeah, somebody gets introduced I, and you don't think that they're introducing a new character and they do, and I, yeah. I I think that this would have been a really great way to do it. I don't know how it would have affected the rest of the series though. Um, that's and I and I don't think that we can have that discussion until the end of this season to really get into that. But um, right. we'll, we'll, we'll remember that for the, the finale of this season and bring back. How would this season have been if Adam, Adam had, stuck... had stuck around? Now, did him <laughs> being named Adam have any effect on you at all? Did it change any part of the viewing or just? Actually, no, no. I, I, I know some people I, I had like one friend who would who would get kind of self-conscious about characters and things that had his name. But for me, no, I, I mean, I'll admit if if it... about that. If a Brendan shows up, I usually am more alert to them. Do you know what I mean? I'll, it'll, it'll affect my viewing. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no effect. Um, so the next one is Reset. And this one, this is a Martha Jones episode. We get, uh, we get yeah. Martha Jones back, um, which I thought was a really, I, 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 even seeing it again, because, you know, the last time I saw it was, I think, 2011 or something. Uh, the... I, I was surprised at how delightful that is. Every time she, it, like the first time I saw it, I was like, you know, it was like Martha Jones is back. Martha Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, this was, this was, this was a better return of Martha Jones than Doctor Who did itself. Where it, the same, the same yeah. season they had Martha Jones come back and it was, I, I found to be a pretty lackluster episode, but I thought this episode, they really did something. I really enjoyed having Martha Jones around the whole episode. And, yeah, and I mean, and I don't remember if she's in the next one or not, but she's at least, I know they at least have a voiceover with her in the next episode. Um, oh, okay. So it might, be, it might even be two episodes. I can't remember. I was wondering about that. I was wondering I, if she was going to be a recurring character through I, the rest of the season. I, I don't know how long they keep her on, but I, I feel like it's more than just this episode. Um, like I said, I, I think I saw this in 2011, so I'm a little rusty. Um, yeah. But, uh but the uh but what was it the this episode is uh a murder mystery sort of where uh people are showing up dead with holes in their eyes and the and what we find out is they've been getting injected with with some kind of bleach like substance i can't remember the exact chemical name they use but it's basically sounds a lot like bleach or something similar to bleach and yeah. they're trying to purify uh the bloodstream and what we learn is the people that have been getting killed, uh, their medical records have been wiped. And it turns out that there's this whole other sort of secret government-backed organization that's uh, uh, trying to create a cure-all drug using uh, alien larvae and injecting them into the bloodstream. It's a drug called Reset that basically resets your body the same way that when you call apple or any kind of it support and they have you reset your your computer to your factory yeah. settings I, mean, um, I guess they kind of got lost in the weeds with their analogy there because yeah. they started with the analogy like it's like an antivirus where it goes through and <laughs> finds the air and then halfway through they started talking about factory resets like those those aren't the same thing just either you could have used either metaphor yeah. and it would have been fine but it's like switching the metaphor halfway through is the, unnecessary the resetting is the more that's the central idea i think is that uh yeah it, they should have just started with you, the factory reset if you have hepatitis it will reset your body so that you just do not have hepatitis anymore it even cures a woman who has hiv and somebody who has diabetes 
And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, and the, and the way that they find out about this is one of the people they're interviewing turns, you know, uh, uh or no, one of the victims, uh, had diabetes. And when they're talking to the victim's roommate, he explains this and they're like, and he says, well, he was cured. And they're like, well, that's impossible. And that's sort of where you start to go down the rabbit hole of, of just how deep this thing is. And Martha Jones goes undercover and all kinds of problems ensue. This is, again, this gets into body horror where, uh, you know, spoilers. Martha Jones is injected with a with with this reset, and the downside of using reset is it, it the larvae hatch and kill you. Um, and yeah. and so, uh, but they they sort of do a Chekhov's gun in this episode where Owen has this alien device that he just happens to be experimenting with that can focus a beam of energy on a on a particular point without affecting anything in between. And he's able to use that at the end of the episode to to cure Martha. Uh, the first time he tries it on somebody, it doesn't work <laughs> out so well. Um, but he's perfected it by by uh, by the time Martha's in danger. And um, and there's like a nefarious doctor who's sort of overseeing the whole thing. And and again, spoilers: Owen gets shot and killed at the end of the episode. Um, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this is an aside, but uh, yeah, yeah, that that's. Uh... Yeah, the, the next episode is called Dead Man Walking, though, so yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how long he's going to stay dead. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I, and of course, oh, yeah, also, Owen, Owen, of course, gets tragically shot after, uh, you know, after accepting a date with Tosh, yes. of course. Yes. That's, so, that's, that was a very, uh, uh, blanking on his name, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer guy. Angel uh, or something? Oh, no, I'm saying the guy, the guy that was the showrunner for it. It was a very uh, West Josh Whedon. It was a very, very Josh Whedon-esque move to, uh, you know, have 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 a character accept a date with someone. It's all going to work out. Then, boom, they get shot. I've never, I've never, I have to admit, video. I've never seen that show, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is a lot of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer elements in Torchwood. Uh, oh yeah, you know. yeah. Well, it's it's RTD. Even well, you know, Russell T Davies with both Torchwood and Doctor Who was like hugely, hugely influenced by uh, Josh Whedon. So, uh... but um, but yeah, he, you know, her and her whole plot line has kind of been leading up to. This. She's had a crush on Owen, and Owen's kind of either been oblivious or just doesn't really care it's not really clear what it is and even when he accepts the date it's kind of like but you know like he, he has all these caveats that he places on his acceptance of it but that she's happy and you're like oh they're gonna finally become an item and then owen gets shot at the end of the episode and so it's uh uh you know and, and again we'll see where it goes from there yeah i mean obviously you know episode is called uh the next one is called dead men walking um but we've also seen what happens when they dabble in that sort of stuff in the past too so um, yeah yeah exactly we'll see what happens be exactly that, that's how that's my, my my thing i'm wondering i'm like yeah will it will it work out but uh and his death I, was I, I, gruesome I, too it was a gruesome it was death. it was a a yeah effective gunshot looking death there but uh but yeah the uh but yeah before we move on from the josh whedon thing too just to say just to give you an idea of his influence too the, the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer introduces one character that is like kind of introduced in the pilot as part of the main cast, and they're dead before the end of the episode, which, of course, okay. Torchwood does the exact same thing by having one of the members of Torchwood introduced, and she ends up 
dead okay. at the end of the episode. So I'm saying that 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 was a a clear clear kind of uh, I mean it's a different plot line, but but you know he he, he was a. Uh, there, there's there's a strong influence there. I remember. Yeah. When, I remember when that was on the air, but I just never. I mean, I probably saw sections of it, but never really understood I, what the show was. Yeah, I've only seen sections of it. I'm not not claiming to be an expert on the show. I've seen I've seen Firefly and uh, Dollhouse are the only only shows of his that I actually have seen and, and seen completely. Okay. Uh, I haven't even seen uh, Firefly, so I'm. I'm, uh... oh, okay, I, I was actually yeah, and, and, uh, but yeah the uh, actually now I think about it, the, the, the thing I'm referring to is actually a Dollhouse, and I think I'm wondering if Dollhouse came out before or after this episode. But so maybe maybe there's like a, a cycle going where where Josh Whedon started being influenced by stuff that was influenced by him. But uh, but yeah, getting back on point though, I don't, I wasn't as interested in the plot this episode as much as just the characters having Martha there yeah. and having her interact with Torchwood. I liked that. The plot, I don't know. It was just kind of there. It kind of, I mean, I, I didn't hate it or anything, but it, it just kind of, it was, kinda it was a serviceable plot. I thought it, 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 the mystery was a little bit nice. Um, the, the, but like you say, it was really more about Martha Jones and the death of Owen. Those are the two things that really I thought were the most significant. And, and I thought Martha Jones was the best. That's the best part of the episode is getting yeah. more Martha Jones. They even played her theme song, which was kind of yeah, nice. <laughs> um, Yeah, but right before she enters, hmm. you get her theme song. It's like, hey. But, uh, uh, but aside from that, um, I, I, I got to find, too, when, when Jack gets too high on his moral you know, high horse at the, at the end of the episode. It's like, man, you know, Torchwood does so many questionable things yeah. all the time. I mean, oh, you're keeping these guys in little cages yeah. in your basement. We would never keep aliens in little cages in the basement. No, <laughs> I, like... <laughs> I, I thought that was the weakest part of the episode. I, I, I number yeah. one, this is a, this is a cure. They cured HIV with this thing. Like, I'm not yeah. saying that that justifies the murder, but it certainly justifies replacing this guy with somebody else to oversee continued research of it, the larvae. It, it, it made it very questionable for them to destroy all their research. Yeah. It's like, wow, you just destroyed uh, the wow. cure to everything. Like, like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's not it's not ready. It kills people, but like, there was yeah. potential there. Um, and certainly, I don't think it doesn't seem like something that normally Jack. I mean, Jack is all about like you know high risk, high reward, uh, yeah. things. So I, I, I just didn't, it's sort of the same problem that I had with the, um, with, with the cash cow where it's like, why is he suddenly so empathetic towards this creature when he, he can kill somebody without really, you know, without really, I mean, I mean, the guy Adam says to him, you always remember what you kill, but I've, I don't feel like Jack really has huh. the, the remorse that like Gwen would have if she killed somebody or a thing. Yeah. And, and, uh, and here I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, maybe it ties to sort of the psychopathy thing that we were talking about last time where, ah, oh, these are things that a psychopath might empathize with. Not, a, you know, he, he, he's expressing more empathy towards these alien bugs than he is towards humans. But I don't know. I, I just felt it was for plot convenience that they did it. And, 
Yeah, and, and I saw the kind of throw a speech in at the end there. <laughs> yeah, and his and his argument I thought was not very strong, like you said, because he works at Torchwood and Torchwood does all kinds of sketchy things. And yeah, I watched these two episodes back to back, and it's like during during the Adam episode, he, you know, he even makes the comment, "Oh, you picked the wrong people to do this with because we kill aliens." You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, that's exactly you're you're the guys that if. Aliens even do anything questionable, you murder them. I mean, there's a lot of aliens on the show that it's like, well, I don't think they deserve to be killed and uh, maybe incarcerated, <laughs> maybe driven off the planet. But... No, I guess in fairness, Jack is just imprisoning the weevils. He's not he's not exploiting their bloodstream to make pesticides or whatever they were. Uh, yeah. You know, but still, it's I mean, he's 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 like one step of cruelty removed from where they were um you know and 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 he ha any and he certainly has no compunction about killing at least memory draining aliens and and yeah well i mean go back to sleeper i mean here's just this woman who they don't know anything about her yet and they they abduct her and they like put her in this this horribly painful brain yeah. scan device and i mean you know, before before they even knew that she was a sleeper for this alien invasion, they were already had done horrible things to her. I think what they were trying to do, I think they were trying to use this guy as a shadow character for 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 Jack Harkness, sort of like this is like he's operating on the same exact principles as Jack, yeah. but he's just at a more extreme level. But I think they just miscalculated and didn't realize like he's so they're already like at the same level. There's not really that much of a difference between difference. them. Like, yeah. like, like, like if, like if you asked me before I watched this episode, if somebody told you that uh, Jack Harkness was, was offered the cure for HIV, but some people are going to die in order to make it work. Would he accept that as a, you know, would he, would he accept that exchange? And I think he's the sort of person who would like that seems like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to say like the people are dying. I'm going to save them. And some people are going to die in order for me to get this cure. So he's that kind of, a, um, uh, uh, you know, ethical, uh, uh, you know, uh, thinker. He, 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 uh, he makes it, he makes a mental calculation on the spot of what's going to, you know, what's going to, uh, do the most good for the most people right now. And, and we see that play out. I mean, you, you know, you've seen season three, so you know what I'm talking about. He, yeah, you know, he, I was thinking of season yeah. three, actually. So, yeah. so I feel like this, <laughs> this is something where they're, they're trying to plant the seed for season three, but I don't think they realize the audience already gets that this is where Jack is. So yeah, it's not a journey. He's already, he's already traveled down that path long yeah. ago. So yeah, you can't, you're not going to get a plot arc out of this. It's just, just, just have, yeah. So yeah, that didn't. That that's the only part of the episode that really didn't work for me. Uh, was just, and, uh, but yeah, as far as I have to say, as far as the uh, detective work on the show, I liked. I liked uh, you know they're doing all this trying to research this this organization, and you know they're kind of hitting dead ends and stuff, and. You know, Tosh has a comedy thing. Then, then you know, Ianto makes the move that Tosh declares brilliant. She, he just like gets on the computer and finds they're looking for test subjects. You know, it's just like what you just googled the name, you know, farm, and you came up with that. She's like brilliant, 
brilliant work you know it's like yeah that's that's that would have been the first thing you did (laughs) well also it was really a dangerous thing to do as we saw and you immediately knew how dangerous it was oh going in was dangerous i'm saying but but ianto finding the website for farm on the internet they're all like wow you found they have a website we didn't think of that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i i have to say it was weird that I, I forget who proposed the idea of going in, but it's like they were okay with the idea of going in. But then when they said it's Martha going in, everyone's like, ooh, Martha going in. I don't know. That might be too rich. It's like, why? Well, I understand why, why they... Jack would be reluctant. Cause he yeah, would, but know. none of the others, yeah. though. It didn't make sense to me. It's um, like, I think know. she proposed it. I think she, I think. No, for... someone else. Well, someone, someone brought it up. Said, okay, so one of us goes in. But she and then the one who volunteered herself. She she in. volunteered herself after that. I think I think it might have been Gwen who suggested it initially. And uh, but, but yeah, I, I I mean obviously it was you know what happened was going to happen, and uh, uh, you know they, they I I don't know I don't know how I feel about the doctor shooting Owen. I feel like that wouldn't that, that didn't work for yeah. me to be honest. Yeah, I I felt like that was. I don't know. It just he didn't seem like that kind of character to me for some reason. Like he seemed like a well, like a, a terrible person, but not the kind of person who like impulsively shoots Owen, the guy who was just praising his work earlier in the episode. Um, well, the other thing too, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that. Why pick Owen out of everyone to shoot? Didn't make it would have made more sense for him to shoot Jack because Jack was the one up in his face giving him the big moral lecture, and Jack was standing right there and was their leader and. Uh, yeah, aside from that, this guy was, like, bragging about how he was above, you know, it's like his what he was doing was, was official, everything was sanctioned. Mm. It's like, you know, he would have he would have gone with a political revenge. He, yeah. You know, it's like he turned it from being something where he was going to walk away scot-free from all of this and be able to, at his leisure, get revenge against Jack to, oh, now you're up for murder. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, yeah, because because he could have just, eased, he could have become head of Torchwood if he wanted to after this. Like the, Probably. Like, he had the cure to everything, and he could have easily painted Jack in the worst possible light. Uh, it, it, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, part, that part of the show, it felt like, well, we need Owen to die now, so he's going to yeah. pull out a gun. Um, I mean, it wasn't totally out of the blue. Obviously, the guy would be mad. It just, I just didn't buy it in that in that scene. And and I and I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of like the suddenness of Owen's death in this. Like, I think that's the one part of it that I I do like. But uh, I, maybe maybe it, it should have been somebody who wasn't as smart as that doctor or that. A scientist you know maybe like somebody who was just kind of uh lower on the totem pole uh and, yeah you know, well, at least at least they i mean they they created the personality of that doctor in that episode i mean everything we're saying that makes it wrong is something they a trait they decided yeah. to give that doctor so it's like they could have just written the doctor differently if they just <laughs> showed him like break break a remote control or something out of anger like if we just got some yeah. glimpse of this impulsive but he just didn't seem impulsive he he seemed no curious he was very calm and, and calculated yeah. and measured exactly there was like because um, like they, he when they break in when they break in in the middle of his big thing he doesn't do the villain thing and freak out he just starts talking no. to them and explaining everything and he's totally calm and 
Yeah, I, 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 everything I'm doing is, is sanctioned. You, you, you don't have any authority here. I, I, I have Whitehall on my back here. It's, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, me bringing up the break-in reminds me of one other thing that made me laugh. We've talked before about, you know, this show, the main characters being a role-playing group. I, I like that, you know, the first time Jack and, was it Jack and Owen, I think, go to, yeah, Jack and Owen go and see the doctor. You know, when they're they're being escorted out by security, security is still standing right there. And they're like, "Okay, we need to come back and break into this place now that we've been kicked out. And and it's like they're they're standing right there. It was just the it was the classic, you know, role playing game thing. Are you guys actually seeing this (laughs) right now in the room with the guy? (laughs) Yeah, no, that that this was definitely a role play feeling episode uh, right down to like like even even the even the way they got in and all that stuff it just uh, uh yeah it just felt like it but um but yeah so i mean uh we're, we're coming to the end of the episode here so mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to head out but um but yeah so i mean i i, I don't know did you like you which episode do you think was the stronger one out of the two uh as uh, overall stronger episode probably well, i say probably the uh the uh the first episode adam would be the stronger one because for one thing it's it seems like it's crucial to the whole season i mean yeah. whereas well actually i guess this one did have <laughs> owen get shot but the owen the owen getting shot was so superfluous to everything yeah. else that happened yeah it feels like aside from that you could probably skip this episode and you'd be able to follow the rest of the season aside from that moment but uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's a tough call because I, I really like Martha Jones' appearance in the second one. But yeah. that aside, yeah, I, I think I have to go with, with Adam as being the, the the better Torchwood episode. Yeah, I, I'd say that's about right for me. That like the the first one was definitely the stronger episode, and the second one it was good purely because Martha Jones was in it. That was the thing that you know, and she and it yeah. was and and it was and that makes it a good episode in my book. But the episode itself isn't what. You know, it wasn't the writing of the episode. It was that no. Martha Jones. And, and, it's not, and it's not just Martha Jones. They, they did a great job of having her interact with all the cast yeah. members as she went through. It felt like, yeah, I feel like it's Martha Jones talking to these characters. It all, yeah. it all came together. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, sometimes when the sometimes when the when the actor gets wheeled in into like a, a spinoff <laughs> series, you can just sort of you can see the frustration on their face. Like it just doesn't. They're, you know, they're they're not necessarily all there. The writing isn't all there, and. And this didn't yeah. feel like that. This felt like this was like a solid day of work for everybody. Um, and it, yeah, and I mean, also, it, I mean, you know, I mentioned the Doctor Who episode where Martha Jones comes back, and that made the grievous error of having it replaced by an alien doppelganger within like the first few minutes. And it's like, well, I was excited about seeing Martha Jones back, but now we've got like robotic alien Martha Jones for an episode, <laughs> which isn't, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, you got, uh, but yeah, this one I thought was good. I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was very good use of her. I, I think she's a really great companion, so I always like seeing her. Um, yeah, and we didn't she, get, a, we, didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we never got sick of her either because what well, she was only in one season, right? One season, yeah. and she she went out on her own terms. That's another thing I always give her credit for. It's like the show, the show kind of fell in love with the idea that a companion would never need want to leave the doctor and so you end up with these tragic separations yeah. between the doctor and it gets really maudlin but she's yeah. like the one who just like you know what i i need to get on with my life i'm gonna go 
do my thing. It's been cool, but I'm not hanging around here forever. And I mean, that was her, her departure scene is the best companion departure yeah, the, in this whole yeah, series. I would agree. Cause every other one ends in tears pretty much. And uh, yeah, which is fine, but it's a little overdone. Like when everybody gets locked in time or, you know, <laughs> obliterated or sent to another dimension. As their mind wiped yeah. or... Yeah. yeah, that that one, real. that's the one that's really hard. To, uh, for some reason, the Donna, uh, her conclusion felt like the, mo- <laughs> the, the most hellish of all the conclusions. For some, even though other yeah. people are being, you know, sent to other dimensions and all kinds of horrible things. Um, killed. Well, it ruined the whole... The whole season was pretty much, you know, Donna's development as a character and it's like it, it undid everything that happened over the season pretty much from a character perspective so it's like ah oh. but but yeah it uh i don't know it was a uh, so yeah this 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 was a, i'd say out of any any of the doctor who returns of a companion episodes this this was this beat any of them i would say yeah. No, and I, I mean, I think it shows what a good companion she was. She was real. Yeah. She was really a good companion, and it's one of the and it's and it's and it's and it, at the time when she first came on, it was easy to overlook that because she's coming in after Rose, and Rose has been on the show for a while, and every, you know. Well, the show the show gave her the whole crush on the Doctor thing, which weakened her character in a few episodes here and there. But she was good despite that. Yeah. And, uh, so I think I think that get that that made people you know, not appreciate her quite as much as they would have, but, but, but I don't know. In, in hindsight, I, I, I think she's one of the better companions, but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, so, uh, we will head out and we will be back, uh, probably on Sunday with some more Torchwood and, and on Friday we're doing vampire cleanup department, uh, which I think everybody's looking forward to. And I, I yeah. And uh, and I and I know we have other things cooking. Um, oh, I also have a small review of Green Dragon Inn. If people want to uh, check that out on the podcast, it's a uh, it's a Polly Kwan movie. Um, also has uh, Lolier and Yuhua in it, and it it's sort of similar to the Dragon Gate Inn movies, but a little different, a little bit like the opposite of how Dragon Gate uh, played out. And uh, and it's a it's quite a bit of fun. Um, so all right, so we will let you go, and we will talk to you later. 